Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio. What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench! Wrench! Drill! Drill! Great job, Kapow! Great job, Kapow! Oh, no, wait, that's me! Great job, Lucy Wow! Oh, brother, now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin! Yo, kids, yo! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wells' barn in Pflugerville. Along with me is Guy Neville. And we are so happy to have you here for today's special reboot episode! Um, what are you talking about, Kapow? What, uh, what reboot? Well, Guy, a while ago, before you were my sidekick, co-host... Right! Co-host! <laughs> anyway, a while ago, we did a show about today's delicious invention. But you seemed so excited when you brought it up yesterday that I thought, why not? Let's do it again! A reboot, you know? I mean, they've rebooted Spider-Man like ten times now. Uh, did you just say delicious invention? Uh, I'm hungry just thinking about it. But I want to do a show about Samuel F.B. Morse, not food. Samuel F.B. Morse? I thought you said s'mores! What's a Samuel F.B. Morse? Is it a type of cookie? No, Kapow. Samuel F.B. Morse was a person, a painter, and inventor that changed the way the world communicated. So, he has nothing to do with gooey marshmallow and melted chocolate on a graham cracker? Nothing at all. Uh, oh, well, then. I guess this isn't a reboot. It's an all-new episode! But don't worry, friends. It's still a special one. Because I'll be learning right along with you. Why? Because I don't know anything about Samuel Cookie. Samuel Morse, Cookie Brain. Here, let me just begin. 
Samuel Morse was born in Massachusetts in 1791. His parents wanted him to be a great student, but from his first day of elementary school through his last day of college, Sam struggled to succeed. In fact, if a lesson was on anything other than art, he could barely even focus. But he could focus on art? Oh yeah, he could. It was the only subject he liked. So after graduating from college in 1810, Sam decided to become a painter. Unfortunately, his father didn't think this was a good career choice. And so he got Sam a job working at a bookstore and publisher instead. Well, anything where you get to work with, read, and eat books is a cool job if you ask me. I agree, Kapow. Uh, except for the part about eating books. But as cool as a job with books is to you and me, it just wasn't for Sam. All he wanted to do was paint. So after a few months, when Sam's dad saw how unhappy he was, he decided to let Sam go study art in England. Wow, that's a cool dad move. Way to go, Papa Cookie! Morse Kapow, you're cookie crazy. But anyway, for the first time in his life, Sam had no trouble focusing in school. And soon, Sam was one of the top students in his class. Sam found that he liked painting in the romantic style the best. Romantic style paintings are mostly large, sweeping canvases portraying epic events in bright colors. Epic events? <gasps> like eating 10 cookies in a row! Uh, no. More like epic scenes from famous battles, Kapow. After a few years, with his new romantic style perfected, Sam moved back to America in 1815 and set up an art studio in Boston. But unfortunately, Sam wasn't able to sell his paintings. Why not? Were they bad? <gasps> Did they taste weird? They were good. You don't eat paintings. The problem was that romantic, epic paintings just weren't popular back then. Portraits were what was cool. A portrait is a realistic painting of a person, often small and not very epic. So Sam started painting portraits, and it turned out he was pretty good at it. He painted portraits of Marquis de Lafayette and George Washington, two of the founding fathers of America. And soon he was a big success. Awesome! Is that when he started inventing cookies? He didn't invent cookies, Kapow. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. So, after painting America's first president, what did he do? Paint America's first pygmy goat? Uh, well, I don't know about goats, but he did start a family. He married a woman and had two kids. Goat children are called kids? <gasps> Were these goats? He had human children, Kapow. Samuel had it all. A good job and a family. But then, tragically, in 1825, Sam was away from home working on a painting when he heard his wife was sick. Now, you have to understand, back then there were no phones or computers. So if you wanted to talk or see someone, you had to do it in person. So Sam hurried home, but he was too late. When he arrived, she had already passed away. Oh my goatness, I never thought about that. You're saying that back then, you couldn't call the people you love to tell them you love them? Nope. You either had to go there yourself or send a letter. But Sam decided that he was going to change that. He started studying and learned about how it had just been discovered that an electronic impulse could be carried along a wire for a long distance. Sam was inspired by the power of invention and started making sketches of a new mechanical device that he wanted to build. Hey! 
I'm a mechanical device. Wait, did he invent me? Lucy Wow invented you, Kapow. Also, yeah, you're a goat. Sam's mechanical device would use electrical signals to talk over long distances. It was called a telegraph. Oh, cool! I love telegraphs! What's a telegraph? A telegraph is a machine that sends electrical pulses through wires when it switches is pushed down. The electrical pulse then travels to another telegraph that receives it and puts an ink mark on a piece of paper. Can it also send emojis or goat pictures? That's the thing. A telegraph can only make small marks, like dots and dashes. Well, how do you communicate with dots and dashes and no goat emojis? You couldn't at first. But Sam had another idea. He formed a partnership with an inventor named Alfred Vail, and together they developed a system for using these dots and dashes to represent letters. This system became known as Morse code. Oh, so like you push the telegraph button quickly and it makes a quick dot that stands for a letter. Or you hold the button down, which makes a longer dot that stands for a different letter. Exactly, Kapow. <laughs> Good job. Now, with the telegraph and Morse code working together, the world could now talk over great distances for the first time ever. Whoa! Oh my! People must have been super excited! Uh, well, actually, people weren't. People just couldn't believe it. Messages traveling through wires seemed like a magic trick. But then, in 1842, Sam strung wires between two rooms in the U.S. Capitol building of Washington, D.C., and sent messages back and forth in front of an audience of congressmen. What's the message? Bring me a cookie? Uh, no. The first message ever sent was, What hath God wrought? Huh, I would have asked for a cookie. I bet you would have, Kapow. But this message worked just fine. And soon, there were telegraph lines everywhere. For the first time ever, people from all over the world could communicate almost instantly. Rather than waiting for a letter to arrive, you could immediately message anyone anywhere. There were even telegraph lines crossing the ocean so America could talk to Europe. And finally, America could order cookies from Europe. Ha! The end! Okay, I think Kapow needs a snack, so uh, we better finish up here. But if you'd like to talk more about Samuel Morse, the telegraph, Pflugerville, just send an email to guy at gokidgo.com. Or me at kapow at gokidgo.com. Now go have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Go kid go! Go kid go. Go kid go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. 
So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. 